0: Hello everyone, Rebecca Reinhardt here, the unintentional porn star. Yes, you heard that right. Last season, we took you through the logistical side of what it was like having a personal sex tape posted online without my consent. This season, I want to focus on healing. I hope that through my story, I can just inspire you to become the best version of yourself because you are amazing. So let's talk, shall we? Let's talk tough Talks. Just a personal disclaimer that I am not an expert on any of these topics, and I do encourage you to go reach out for some real help if you need it. There is nothing wrong with reaching out for help, and in fact, it has helped me get to where I am today. I can't wait for us to go through this podcast, and I am losing breath. Here we go. For, oh gosh, I haven't actually recorded one ex- with <laughs> someone in a while. So I actually made an interesting choice. I did not do any research beforehand for a reason because I want to come in as somebody stepping into a conversation about either gender or something. I wanted to come in fresh with questions, um, with maybe some like naive banter I don't know you know like I want to come in so that you know I think you and I were talking before about how people sometimes are scared or timid in saying anything or 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 talking about things because they don't want to make a mistake and so I I want to almost allow the space for me to make those mistakes for it to Mm -hmm. see that it's okay if your intention is to love and learn then it's Mm -hmm. um totally okay so well well you just won't always get it, but (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I do think it's, as we've already talked about, I think it's uh, necessary to like, you know, disclaimer, this is my experience and not everyone's. Um, this is how I respond to these kind of questions. This is what I think and what I know based on my experience so far in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it won't be everyone's experience.
0: Exactly. Amazing. That's actually, that's so funny. That almost naturally became like the disclaimer for both of us. Um, <laughs> we might even be able to include this. So why don't then, um, we start and why don't you explain a bit about yourself and, you know, you can tell anything, you can tell things that you're excited about or things that you're focusing on or anything that you'd like. And then, um, and then we'll get into it.
1: <laughs> okay. Sounds great. Um, Okay. Well, my name is Jules. I just recently started going by Jules because it sounds a bit more gender neutral to me. And I like that. Um, I identify as non-binary. Non-binary is a blanket term for gender identities that are not cisgender, which, uh, cisgender means that you identify with the, um, gender that you were assigned at birth. Um, and that we have acronyms for that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but under non-binary there's a whole huge range of identities ranging from trans to gender fluid to agender to like there's a huge amount I don't even know all the terms and all the names um there's gender flux I could go on <laughs> but uh I use non-binary because I'm still figuring out where I fall in those categories, and some people will only identify as non-binary. The abbreviation for which is NB.
2: Ooh, (laughs) Mm mm-hmm. It's a cute
1: (laughs) (laughs) abbreviation. Mm -hmm. Um, I only really started looking into my gender identity over the last year or so so I'm still relatively new to this world and I only started identifying like openly (laughs) as non-binary very recently um but I am out I'm out to the public I'm out to my family I'm out to my friends yay
0: so no worries there <laughs> you're like by the way people listening uh
1: by the way in case you didn't know already um yeah no I have my pronouns in my Instagram bio all that good stuff so we're fine <laughs> um but yeah I I've I mean I've always been non-binary uh mm-hmm. But I only kind of recently figured that out. If that wow. makes
0: sense. So I remember. Um, I remember we were t- we were talking lately about this before. Oh, by the way, everyone, this is my personal assistant, and she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. This came together. But um, no, I, I remember we were talking about um, gender and how. Oh, and you go by she, they, correct? Yes. So okay. I
1: go by she, her, or they, them.
0: Okay. Um, either is fine. Okay. Great. Um, but yeah, we had a great conversation where you were like, you know, if at any point you feel like you're questioning your gender or identity, um, then that's possibly a a great place to start either looking into, Mm -hmm. um, the community or different sort of, um, uh, terminologies or things like that. If you're questioning it, there's maybe a reason that you're questioning it. And, Um, I remember talking to you saying, well, you know, I've always been frustrated sometimes because of the labels and like the societal pressures that have been placed on me because I'm a woman and I associate with being a woman and I have female parts, but it's like, but I also felt like there was a side of me that wasn't being acknowledged as in like, you know the strength the masculine side not that feminine isn't strong but like you know we all have the masculine feminine and I just I felt like there was a part of me that was being either ignored or missing or I was questioning because not my gender I I know I'm female I'm she her I know that but like I dressed I was like, oh I want to dress more um in the androgyny style, you know because I want to, Um, embrace both of those sides, celebrate both of those sides. And I really, you know, whether it's from my past and like being in hip hop, that makes me want to wear baggy things, or whether it's because I want to feel a little bit like more of my masculine self, you know, like, I just think that when we were talking about that, and you said, well, if you're thinking about it, if you're questioning it, then maybe that's just something to look into. Because there are so many different areas that you can breathe into with, with well, hopefully ease ease and comfort, not all the time, but (laughs) I know I thought that was, that really stuck out from our conversation. So I thought it would be nice to like expand on that. And so you said that in the last year or so, you've been really reading and, and expanding yourself into this and questioning things for yourself. So how, um, how has that been for you within the last year?
1: Yeah. Um, I will say one of the biggest indicators for me in terms of not just my gender, but also my sexuality when I was trying to figure those things out and questioning them Mm -hmm. was, um, something I read in, I think it was actually a, a fictional book or it might've been a blog post. It was somebody talking about how, um, in this case, it was talking about sexuality and it was talking about how straight people probably don't question whether they're straight, right? And that has been applicable to me, and and that's not universal, obviously, because some people who are straight do question that from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, that said, though, it was a huge indicator for me, because I was like, oh, yeah, I spend a lot of time thinking about this, and that's Mm -hmm. probably not the habit of somebody who is settled in their sexuality, Mm
2: -hmm. and that,
1: for me, uh, very much applied to my gender as well, Mm -hmm. um, Because for a long time I did identify as female. I did identify as a woman. And then I realized, I was like, I'm spending a lot of time and energy looking into this and thinking about it and questioning it. And if I was really comfortable in my identity as a woman, why would I be questioning it? Mm
2: -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm.
1: And so I did more research. I found more you know, terminology and uh, blog posts and writings from people who are non-binary and their experiences and all those things and I found that a lot of it was really relatable Mm. and that was sort of how I began to realize that oh yeah okay
0: I'm not cis (laughs) um Um, do you mind describing so I have a few things that I just kind of want to not question but so When we're talking sexuality, um, you know, I feel like that term kind of can get thrown around and people maybe don't fully understand what sexuality means. Does that mean the attraction that you have to other people? Does that mean um, how you feel about yourself? Like what what exactly are we talking about um, if you have insight on that when we're talking about sexuality in itself?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll speak from my perspective. Before we dive into this, though, I did feel the need quickly to acknowledge that gender identity and gender expression are two different things.
0: Oh, let's talk about that later. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: So, because uh, you were talking about, like, how you
0: wanted to dress more androgynously, for example, and that would be qualified as, like, gender expression
1: okay. rather than gender identity.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to get a notepad, keep talking. I'm going to yeah. write that down.
1: <clears throat> Um, But in terms of sexuality, my insight into that would be that sexuality refers to both the attraction you feel or don't feel for other people and also um, your relationship personally with sexuality because um, when we talk about sex and we talk about um, sexual attraction, that's a different thing than than who you're attracted to because you can be romantically attracted to somebody without being sexually attracted to someone so for example um i identify as demisexual and panromantic i used to say pansexual because i didn't realize i was on the asexuality spectrum okay now asexuality is um if you're fully like asexual Mm -hmm. then you don't experience sexual attraction, to my understanding. I can't really speak to it because I'm not fully asexual. Um, From the friends that I've interacted with who are, that's how they describe it. They don't experience sexual attraction at all. That doesn't necessarily mean that they don't want to have sex or won't have sex. Mm. They might, but they might also choose not to. Okay, okay. Um, Demisexual means that you only experience sexual attraction After you've formed an emotional connection with someone. So I don't experience sexual attraction until I already know somebody really well.
2: Wow.
1: And sexuality in terms of who you're attracted to me, who you're attracted to, there you go. (laughs) Um, For me, that means uh, like... For for me that's panromantic. So I am attracted to all genders. Okay.
2: What
0: is the <laughs> kind of a comedic question, but for real? What is it when you're just attracted to like or you have that like sexual attraction without needing to know anything? So I don't experience that. Okay. Is there is there like no, but is there um what am I trying to say? <laughs> Is there a term for that? Or is it just like you're just sexual? That would be allosexual. So if you experience sexual
1: attraction, like, quote unquote, normally, um, so that you're not Oh, that's what they consider normal? Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So if you're not on the asexual spectrum, you're considered allosexual. And that means that you experience sexual attraction like the majority of the population, which means that you, uh, experience it regardless of whether you know somebody. Um, okay. You can look at someone and know that you're sexually attracted to them. Um, now that's still going to vary from person to person because obviously people have different preferences and different sex drives and all of that.
0: Right. Exactly. Um,
1: but generally speaking and,
0: and disregard the the use of the word normal because it's just majority versus minority. Yeah. Um, And like a societal, like, here's what we can understand. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But the term is allosexual. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, this is so, this is so enlightening. You know, it's so (laughs) interesting is I am already in the first few minutes blown away by A, how much, you know, B, how much there is to understand, you know, I consider myself pretty open and yet all of this information, not all, I'd say 90% of this information is seeming new. (laughs) so like thank you because this and this is why I really felt pulled to to have this conversation with you is you know I know you're still learning I know everyone's always still learning there's always room for growth and like understanding things more but wow like this is so insightful and 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 very and very important and I also you know the, the the understanding that that the majority of people around me right now is just that like they they even fight a lot of people that there's like a spectrum right like there's still a lot of people that think I am a man and I need to be cold strong provider like it's just so Mm -hmm. strong and then the the women you know there's they've got their things as well yeah but it's just I'm I'm there's a such a big feeling of like, can we not just have these conversations more and and it's funny because when you jump into these conversations and you meet more people that are having these conversations and it seems like everybody's talking like this, but then you're like, oh, <laughs> no, we still have a lot of room to understand all of this and talk about all of this and f- figure things out for ourselves individually like, okay, well, there's all these big terminologies, there's all these things to to think about. And it's like, yes, like, I had one person in my life, I'm not going to say who, but there was a threat um, by all of this information and a threat by teaching and talking about these sort of things and, 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 I can't remember my response. I remember my feeling. I don't remember my response. I I speak up when things like that happen. I speak up. I don't remember what I said, but um, I was like, well, no, I think my feeling was like, no, this is beautiful. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: That's, that was the only thing that I could take away. But yeah, anyways, it's just, I'm blown away. And I'm just so grateful for this conversation already because of how much there is for us to all just hear.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, I, well, okay, in my personal experience, the people who feel threatened by these kinds of conversations are often the people who feel less secure,
2: mm-hmm. who feel very
1: insecure either about themselves or mm-hmm. about their identity, and that's why they feel threatened by the conversation, because they mm-hmm. don't want to um, question. <laughs> they want things to be simple and clear-cut so that they have a stable base for who they are.
0: That's very true and <clears throat> I think even thinking about this on a really big scale the the unknown can be very frightening for certain people. I mean the unknown is the only constant thing, the only thing that we do know <laughs> to, be, to be real. Yeah. However, you know, we we do construct ourselves and our society in a way that's like you can control things, you can, you know, things are simple there's a label for it and mm-hmm. this is how we function. And so, you know, whether it's an older generation thing or whether we're still moving through that as a, as a, um, a collective, um, Oh, I told losing my train of thought, but, um, Oh, I totally, I totally got lost in the term collective. I got so excited by talking about the
2: collective because there's much <laughs> so- going on. Is scary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah just that the unknown is scary oh yes yeah and and yeah so it's like it's almost like it's almost seems like it's a threat to their way of having a a sort of control or um yeah I also agree that maybe that's a threat because they're questioning it themselves possibly you know like
1: not in every case um but regardless of whether or not they're questioning, it can also just simply be insecurity. It doesn't have to be that you're questioning your identity. It could also be Mm -hmm. that you're just simply insecure and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. having a conversation about something that you don't know a lot about. Right. Oh, and that's exactly almost what we were talking
2: about. Yeah, and I was going to say,
1: in terms of questioning, um, actually, I believe it's the second Q in the acronym um, stands for questioning and basically what that means is that if you like if you fall because some people simply identify as questioning because they haven't figured it out yet they're just like well i don't know what i am yet or how i identify or what label i want to use if any so i'm just questioning Mm -hmm. um and there's a place for those individuals in the community i will say some people who um are a part of the community, feel very frustrated with the, um, with feeling like they constantly have to educate, but Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who are willing to have those conversations as well. And personally, for example, for me, I think curiosity is beautiful. I love it. I love it when people ask questions because it means that they're interested and they want to learn. Um... I do think there's something to be said for doing your own research if it's something that you're trying to figure out for yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. But if
1: you're trying to facilitate a conversation or if you're trying to simply learn, then I think there's no harm in asking,
2: mm-hmm. you know?
1: Um, the only harm comes when people are like, well, you're, um, in certain cases, like your um, unwillingness to educate means that you're like, a you know, you're a bad ally or you're a bad person or like whatever it is because Mm. you're not willing to include people and that's that's where that gets a little like mm, not great um but in terms of education and questioning there are so many so many people who are willing to have these kinds of conversations Mm -hmm. and to educate Mm -hmm. and like I said I think curiosity is wonderful I've told all the people in my life anytime that they ask hey is it okay if I ask questions My answer is always yes, Mm -hmm. because I am really grateful that they want to know more and that they feel comfortable asking me those questions and know that I'm not going to judge them for not knowing the answer.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, there's something that's really, it's making me emotional actually, is that, you know, every soul is at a different place in their journey And some souls are either it's a sense of purpose. um, It's something that fulfills them to talk about it. They're ready to talk about it. And other times if people are, whether or not they've been, you know, discovering or out or whatever for years or or right or they're just brand new, it's like some people are not necessarily meant to sign up to speak, meant to sign up to defend, meant to sign up, like that's not who they are. And yeah. so, you Some know,
2: people
1: simply want to have their identity and live with it and not have to explain it over yeah, and over
0: again. Exactly. And, oh, okay. and, and I think that even within any community, um, I think that, you know, in, in just like the collective, the world, I feel like we should just understand that what you're receiving and what you're, hearing is where that person is at and so even if they're defensive they're angry they're frustrated well like think about maybe why you know like take a second to be like okay I'm sensing a lot of frustration they must be really angry at something maybe they've been hurt or some you know something like I think there's just a level of compassion exactly
1: compassion and curiosity and that's the thing if you approach your questions from a respectful and curious viewpoint as opposed to like I'm judging. As mm-hmm. long as you're not judging, then who cares? You right. know, like it's it's going to be um a better conversation for everyone involved when there's no judgment.
0: Yeah. Um, and- And if you don't receive the answers back or there's not a space to receive anything, that's also okay. And it's like, there's respect for that. And then if you are still curious, you know, that's why I felt really connected to you about this conversation was because you were like, I'm ready. (laughs) Any questions. And so I knew (laughs) that this, our little connection, our souls had this agreement of like, okay, we can go back and forth. We can ask these questions. We can push and pull and feel and see how things come together. So yeah. I think that's beautiful. And I, and I just, there's something I just want to say to like everyone listening to is that, you know, find your own inner strength Try and you know, take a breath. If something's triggering you, whether it's, you know, you're not receiving something back or someone's gender conversation is triggering you, like take a second, look into yourself, find your inner strength and then also try to look at that person and, you know, give them a mental hug because there's whatever you're receiving, whether it's positive or, um, in quotations, negative, it's like, there's a reason for it. There should, you know, we should not should should is an interesting word (laughs) practice. Let's practice love for ourselves and for that person in that moment. And I think that's a healthy place to either have the combo or not.
1: Yeah. Personally, I, um, like, I operate under the philosophy that no emotions are actually negative
2: right. um,
1: and that they just are there to tell us things.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And I think that when you're having conversations and when you are questioning, it's really important to pay attention to your emotions. It's really important to f- pay attention to how you feel. And mm-hmm. especially if you're experiencing a lot of like fear in regards mm-hmm. to like looking into things, in regards to like figuring this stuff out could be for like very real reasons in your life for some people it's not safe to look into this stuff it's not safe to identify as something other than cisgender and allosexual like mm-hmm. that's the reality for some people and I'm truly sorry that so many uh, individuals have to deal with that um I think though that if the reason that you're feeling, you know, fearful and, and scared is because you're afraid of judgment, you're afraid that mm-hmm. you're going to ask the wrong questions or you're going to, um, you know, that kind of thing, you're going to um, take up space that doesn't belong to you, then I would say don't let that stop you because if you are questioning, regardless of what you decide, regardless of what you decide, even if you're like, you come to a your conclusion, and you're like, no, nope, I'm straight, I'm cis, that's mm-hmm. who I am, If you are questioning, there's room for you.
2: Mm.
1: There is. And there are people that are going to be willing to have those conversations with you. You just need to find them. And there's so many resources now um, online and just in the world and so many communities in various parts of the world. That you can find.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think that was so beautiful is that there's space for you, like take up space wherever you're at, whether you're just discovering, whether you fully know, like you are allowed to take up space and you will be loved. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so gorgeous. <clears throat> Sorry. This is the first conversation of my day, and this always happens to me that I get like, <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> So good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> um, okay, I'm actually. Um, do you have anything that you feel you want to continue on that path that we were on, or um, like in terms of gender Just identity where the conversation? was. And- yeah, because I wanted to. I wanted to tap into the gender identity and expression.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, this is where I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so gender identity, we've already talked about. That's like, what gender do you identify as? And gender is a spectrum, so that will vary. Um, gender expression will also vary. That is more, how do I want to dress? How do I want to appear? How do I want to act? You know, those types of things. You could be uh, identifying as a woman and want to dress um, in an in a, what's, androgynous way Mm-hmm. Um, in an androgynous way or as a more masculine way. And that would be the gender expression, but it doesn't mean Whoa. that your gender identity is different. Similarly, we have men who wear dresses. We have mm-hmm. non binary people who um, will wear whatever the heck they want. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, right? Yeah. You know?
1: Um, you know, or who wear what they like, who solely wear women's clothing, who solely wear men's clothing. Like, it's not. Right. It really is just about your expression and it's just about self-expression and like, how do you want to kind of appear outwardly to other people?
0: Um, It's so separate, almost. Let me know how you feel about this. I'm (laughs) going to, because... This is honestly a really big thing for me because Mm -hmm. ever since we talked about the questioning, I was like, oh, am I questioning or, and I didn't understand. So I kind of left it to be honest, because I was like, "Mm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not there. There's not the pathway for me to feel, to move into, but this right here is a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I know I'm, I'm a woman. I, I do associate with being a woman. Um, and the expression side, holy moly, like my whole body's like, yes. And so hold on. There's something about this that it, of course it all comes together. Of course, everything moves together. Um, whether you're straight, gay, trans, all of it, you know, and the expression also moves in with all of that. Um, give me one second, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like the expression side is just an outer layer that allows you to, um, kind of play and express yourself.
1: For some people, gender expression is about feeling more comfortable in their identity. For example, if you are a trans individual, you might express yourself in a more feminine or masculine way, according to what gender you identify as. Mm. But for some people, gender expression is, is just expression it's just um self-expression and how do you want to dress how do you want to like look that kind of thing um Mm -hmm. for some people it can be very affirming but for other people like I know trans men who still want to wear dresses every now and again Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so it's not it's it's not a a rigid thing yeah
0: Yeah, that's a great way to put it yeah very
1: individual thing and um it just sort of, yeah. Do you, do you like, what do you gravitate towards? What do you want to look like? What do you
0: want to, um, how do you want to express yourself? You want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's also, as we're talking about this, I'm almost like, can you believe, can we believe that there's so much judgment placed on even an outfit? Like it's an outfit, <laughs> Like, <Yep. laughs> you know, no it's yeah, it's a shoe. It's a and yes, it does so much to us, but in in a good way too. And and it does so much to us in a good way. Like I really felt I wanted to wear this today, and I bought these shoes that are super hardcore. That I'm like, I just want to, I just want to make them feel good. They don't. I'm not there yet. they I'm not really like I can be hardcore in my personality, but like, <laughs> anyways. But it's like it's 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 interesting that there is there is so much judgment and almost like it it almost for some people, maybe it almost becomes like a definition of who you are. It's like, mm. oh, this person dresses androgen, like with androgyny. I can't even say that. Right. But regardless, it's like, oh, she's looking more masculine today. Oh, she, you know, do you know how many people have asked me if I'm gay? Like, which is fine. I'm like, I'd be like, yeah, if I was, I'd be so proud. Like there's nothing like I love, I would love to in a way. Right. But it's like yeah, it's definitely it's, stereotypes. Exactly. Mm. Like, it's just interesting to me that I almost, Sometimes I feel protective and I almost feel like I have to, or used to, I'm not going to say now I don't feel that way, but I used to feel like I'd have to defend myself almost with how I wanted Mm -hmm. to dress. And I'm going, what the heck? Like, it's simply just, it's really just a costume or or whether you associate a costume or not, you know, it's a, if you want to, I don't know. It's just, I'm just blown away right now. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's and like we're
0: free humans that want to just be ourselves. So, like, can we not let each other just express?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, yeah, and it, it's interesting, like what you said about, like, it, it's very, very true that like stereotypes really do come into play when it comes to gender expression. There, mm-hmm. people will make a lot of assumptions based on how you express yourself. Um, you know, I've I've interacted with straight cis men who've worn dresses, and the number of times that they get asked whether they're gay is ridiculous
0: you know and
1: so it would be really wonderful if we lived in a world where um all kinds of expression was just treated as like what it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) as -hmm. expression rather than an indication of like what kind of person you are Mm -hmm.
2: um Mm -hmm.
1: because we feel this need i think a lot of the time to categorize and label everything Mm -hmm. um and for some people again labels can be very affirming and they can be very useful. Right. I even think that labels are useful because they help you just find the information you're looking for. Um, you know, um, but I also think that if ever there's a point where it becomes harmful, that's when it's no longer helpful.
0: Right. It's almost like, you know, loosen the grip a little bit and picture anything.
1: Yeah. And I will say that, like, again, with stereotypes in particular, like, obviously, like, media and stuff doesn't really help with that. Um, media? Media, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, there's not that much representation. And the representation that exists a lot of the time is not, mm. first of all, produced by the people that probably ought to be producing it. Um,
2: right.
1: And <laughs> And secondly, it often perpetuates a lot of stereotypes because that's what's comfortable and that's what's known.
0: Um, yeah. Um, keep going if you want to. I have a question whenever.
1: Yeah. Um, so I just think that um, it would be wonderful if everyone was free to express themselves however they want and not feel like they're being judged for that,
0: essentially. So really, before I get into the question, if I remember it, but I I do right now, but um, so really it's almost just, and this is something that, I mean, I keep coming back to in my episodes, it's, it's all over my like branding, but it really does just come back to love in a way. And I use that term to encompass many different things. However, let's take it for what it is. If you have the ability to first love yourself and love every part of yourself, then you're not necessarily going to maybe feel threatened um, or feel the need to defend because you're like, oh no, this is who I am. And then in that strength, in that love, in that space you have for yourself, then there really truly is, from my personal experience, there's room then to love these other people and just and just be so happy and grateful that this human is showing up as they are. I mean, there was, so when I was going through the sex tape stuff, I think I mentioned this to you before Mm. that, um, the LGBTQ plus community were the ones to make me feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I kept, you know, thinking about that. And I was like, well, maybe a reason is because they've been through, not all, of, not all, but many of them have been through a lot of adversity just to be who they want to be, just to live as they are. And it's, you know, it's just like, A, it's a bit heartbreaking that there is this such a desire to just be like, see me, hear me, love me in so many ways of life. But, you know, it's just like, I just... There's a part of me that in all of this work that I'm doing is like, can we not just try and exercise love more? And, you know, if you don't feel it, that's okay. If you're not feeling love and you're feeling like even hate or whatever that, whatever word you want to associate with, okay, great. That's where you are. Love that, understand that, nurture that. And then if you want to see what the next step is, okay, can I then go into just like, Hmm. Now I'm curious and a little like angry or frustrated. Great. That's where you are. Love that. Then we can go. And I just think, I just think there's a, sometimes in a, the, the avoidance uh, I'm going, kind of going on a tangent here, but the avoidance of things and, you know, the, the grip and the fight or hmm, not fight, but just the, the intensity that's built behind it is, is like, okay, great. Love that it's there. It's necessary sometimes from either side yet. Like, okay can we not just find love in this moment? And what does that look like? You know?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it does come back to love and also curiosity and just being open. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that, you know, the more, well, maybe not the more. um, Sorry, I'm trying to.
0: No, take your time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think wherever you at is I think we <laughs> I think wherever you're at is okay.
2: Right.
1: No matter where you are in your journey, no matter how far along or how, you know, how new you are to everything, it's okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, at least for me, it can be overwhelming in the beginning
2: mm-hmm.
1: to discover these things because it feels like you're behind. It feels like there's so much you should know that you don't. And it feels like it's, it's that same feeling that we were talking about before. Like, you don't want to step on anyone's toes. You don't want to um, ask the wrong question or, or make the mm-hmm. wrong um, choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And at the same time, everybody makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're human. <laughs> and Yes, every human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also... Um, there is so much more room for that curiosity and that questioning than I think we mm. believe. Mm. It's, it's like boundaries. Mm. Um, if you're a person that's used to um, being really conscious of other people's boundaries, then often you feel like you're towing the line before you've even gotten anywhere near it. Wow. Wow and that's kind of the same thing at least for me that was my experience when I was researching these things and questioning um my identity I was like what's safe what can I look up like so a lot of my research was very um like at a distance Mm -hmm. because that was how I felt safe researching um so I didn't actually like talk to talk directly to a lot of people um, who were experiencing a similar thing to me Mm. I think it would have probably been helpful had I you know had the the courage to do that um because like looking back on it now I can see like oh I was like way out here and the lines that could have potentially been crossed were way over here wow you know And so there's so much more room for that exploration than you think there is.
2: Wow.
1: Um, And I think that even if you just want to know more, even if you're not questioning, it's still okay to look into it and ask. Like, we need allies. We need people who Mm. don't identify as LGBTQ+, to still be supports for the community and to still be Uh, educated, and to still be curious. We need that. That's how you get more representation. That's how you get more um, vocal.
2: Mm. So
1: even if you're not questioning, it's okay to be curious. It's okay to look into these things. It's okay to ask questions. And, you know, if you do step on some toes, or if you do cross a line, just realize, oh, I crossed a line, apologize, Mm -hmm. and then just you know, try not to repeat the mistake. Mm -hmm. It's not such a calamity,
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. you
2: know? Wow.
0: There's something I almost like have to admit here is that when we spoke, um, what was this like a few weeks ago about this initially? And I was, I wasn't sure how I felt for myself. I, what you're saying is so beautiful because I think I possibly shied away from looking into it because I was scared I was going to fit into something. And I didn't allow myself to expand into that space and like really cross into unknown territory fully um, and I also, honestly, I also had a thought of like, well, Google's gonna remember what I'm googling. They're gonna think I'm like, and that goes to like, oh boy, privacy issues. But well, easy
1: solution there is use a search <laughs> engine that doesn't track you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I, we have so much. I have so much to learn. But regardless, even even you saying that is is making me feel comforted and making, it's making me feel safe that um, today you've actually legitimately cleared up a lot for me that, um, the expression was the important part for me. And that's, that's great. That's where it landed and that's it. Great, Rebecca. And so in that comfort now, do I feel I can go and research everything and do more things, but, you know, I, I really enjoy that. You said that even when you're, Feeling like unsure or protective or whatever it whatever it is, it's like that's okay. And at the same time, you still can um, research things and ask people and you know look into things. Like, oh wow, I just think that's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, there's so much sun pouring into my place right now. It's making me so happy. <laughs> I actually have I have a question. I had a conversation. Actually, it's a question and um, a thought. um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about the U S and, you know, all of the new shifts that are happening. And, you know, I think it's very easy for people to latch on to people's negative experiences, regardless of whether there's progress happening and, you know, um, but how is this going to come out? So in my in my opinion, there's a lot of work to do in the world. I'm not just going to focus on the U.S., but the U.S. is a hot topic right now because, you know, inauguration just happened. And so people are pointing out all these negative sides of all these amazing people that are starting to take um, higher places into in the government. And to me, I'm like, it's really important that we support and honor the diversity that's coming up, like, thank goodness it's starting to show up. And yet deep down, I know you, you sort of, um, touched on this earlier that, you know, it's, it's a little tough because people are then gripping onto, you know, if there's a trans person, then that's what a trans person is. So Mm. it's great, super happy that there's diversity in all this, but, um, I just wanted to, out of pure personal curiosity for your side, like how do you feel about the representation? How do you feel about the change that's happening there or in the world or wherever, but um, yeah. Um,
1: I'm not sure this is something I can speak about at length because I would have to do more research to be like fully informed. Okay. I think, okay. One of the main issues with representation when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community Mm is that it requires people to be out. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem because not everyone is safe to be out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there could potentially be more representation than we're aware of, oh. but we wouldn't know because that person in whatever position that they're in can't be vocal, can't be open about it. Mm. Um for the people who are out and that we know of, mm-hmm. I think that representation is really important. And mm-hmm. I think that um, if you are comfortable being out and speaking about it and like um, you're in a position of power where you can make a difference, then by all means.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, mm-hmm. with that said, I hear what you're, you're saying in regards to like one person becoming a baseline or a stamp of like what this type of identity looks like and that's also dangerous because that plays into stereotypes and that plays mm-hmm. into um, well no you can't be this because I know that this person is that and you look nah. nothing like them or you nah. act nothing nah. like them and that's dangerous because people come in all shapes and sizes and personalities mm-hmm. and what what um, gay or um, lesbian or um trans or cisgender looks like to one person does not mean that it looks like that for the rest of everyone everyone else <laughs>
0: It's almost like there's an influx of all of these great things coming forward, you know, all the um, even even in terms of race, gender as well, like all of these different types of representation and diverse aspects. It's almost like there's like an influx of here it is. And there's I feel like there's going to be some awkward tension in in finding how um, magnificent everything is and how, um, we can really show the beneficial aspects of everything and, and show the openness and all of the diversity within diversity within diversity, you know? So I think, I think, yeah, it's interesting hearing you talk about it too. It's like, there's just, there's an expansion happening. I keep saying that word today. It's so funny. Um, there's an expansion happening and the information is, is it's so much for some people. It's, you know, it's going to possibly be messy until it becomes more of a thing that's like, okay, we've got a baseline. We're all centered as a, as a collective. Now's where we can try to understand even more complexities, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah.
1: It's funny that you say expansion, um, and like, (laughs) talk about that recently I read something recently and I don't remember where it was but I read something that was talking about how a lot of people especially young people during the pandemic more of them have been questioning their gender identity um (laughs) through COVID Mm -hmm. um and I think it's uh, and I think what this I think it was a blog maybe was talking about was that um it was most likely a result uh a product of just having so much time alone for like this kind of self-reflection right um which I mean I don't know for sure I'm not sure on the sources of that article but I thought it was an interesting um thing to read about um especially given uh the time and the conversation we keep having about like What's going to come out of this? What is the future going to look like? How are people going to interact? How are they going to act? Um, All of that good stuff.
0: Nobody knows. (laughs) Yep. You know, and it's in, and whether the sources are right or not, or whether this conversation is in quotations, right or not, it's like, there, there has been a unique opportunity for us to sit with ourselves and really Mm -hmm. sit with ourselves and, um, when life was functioning as it was before, it was a lot easier to possibly distract or um repel or, you know, like it's we are for we we are and we're and still are forced to really sit with ourselves. and um the beauty of this online world allows us to look into these things and research. and so, um, again, whether that that article was, you know, Source properly or not, or, or not. That's not. That's not what I mean. But um, it, it the it's very true, and I think that there's a part of me that feels really relaxed when I hear that we're sitting with ourselves, and it might feel uncomfortable. But it's this whole time has been uncomfortable. Like there's been pretty much not too many comfortable moments. I mean, there are some there for sure, but you know, it's really the lesson of the uncomfortable and the unknown, I think has become really awakened within us. And and I think that's actually really neat. Um, And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, this era, this is a new era, this is the awakening, this is the collective, this is is where change is happening, Um, revolution, whatever you want to say, it's Even if you want to deny it, it's almost like it's kind of just happening.
1: There are a lot of big shifts happening, I think, in the world right now and just in society and personal lives. Um, Mm -hmm. Everyone that I've talked to has had many big changes happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's true for me as well. Mm -hmm. I think that... um, yeah, like a, a lot has happened over the last year. <laughs> a <lot of> <laughs> um, you know, and uh, obviously there's positive and negatives that go along with that. Mm-hmm. As with all change. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and obviously change is not something that we as humans are um, particularly fond of all the time.
2: <laughs> <That's true>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um on the other hand, I think as, like like we said, I think some of the change is really positive, some less so obviously um, and the more you're able to lean in and breathe into the big changes that are happening and kind of roll with it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the easier that process will be that's from my experience. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's so, there's so much strength to that. And I think there's also comfort in that. And I think if we can continue to show up as ourselves, as our authentic selves and continuously feel what that feels like in each moment, then we can, um, really breathe into this big, these big changes that are happening and find more space to, um, be curious, show compassion and just love all of these things that are happening. Um, it's really well put. Um, (laughs) I feel that an ending is coming close, unless there's things you want to talk about still.
1: Um, I think we've covered quite a lot.
0: Oh, it's been great. And the funniest part is that this is like, I know this is just a first page surface. <laughs> yeah. you know? Um. So on that note, is there, if you had, and take your time with this, if you had one word, sentence, phrase, to end this conversation with and so people can take forward for themselves or for yourself what would that be
1: I would say love a lot and be curious
0: Mm. yeah (laughs) I think that's so great um honestly thank you so so much (laughs) for this conversation and it's really neat there are you know, I post an episode and I can see people all over the world listening. So I'm just so excited for technology and the fact that this conversation will now be heard in like Africa and like <laughs> like literally like oh it's just like korea even like everywhere is listening so it's it's really special and i'm so thankful that you were able to be here to facilitate this conversation and i'm excited to continue my self learning i'm excited to have the world keep learning and Showing love hopefully you're practicing love and so yeah
1: yay well and i mean i'm excited to keep learning too i've still got a lot to learn as well so
0: not just life right <laughs> <laughs> we gotta love that all right well thank you so much i'm gonna press stop record and um then we can not just hang up <laughs> for more information please visit the unintentional there you can find links to the first season's podcast my books to a course that I'm creating and many different features that will link you in to what my life has been like as a dance choreographer. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really grateful for our connection together through this podcast. And please remember that if you need some serious help, there are some seriously amazing people ready for you. Asking for help means you are strong. I love you so much. You are so amazing. I truly mean that. And I can't wait to connect with you somehow, somewhere in the future.